Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, June 10th, 551 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures down five and three quarters at 767 and three quarters. December corn down four and a half at 712 and a half. July soybeans down nine and a quarter at 1759 and three quarters. November soybeans down nine and a half cents at 1572 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down seven at 1064 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat down four and three quarters at 1149. July spring wheat up two and a half cents at 1226 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave me a comment, give me a crop update, let me know what is going on in your neck of the woods. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out before 6 a.m. That email includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, uh, lots of interesting charts, graphics, lots of weather info this time of year. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. Yesterday, I kind of ran through a marketing review, what I've done and and advised in regard to uh, the 2022 corn and soybean crops. Also did a weather update, and I talk about weather in almost every video this time of year. On Sundays uh, during the growing season, I do a weather update before the Sunday night open. I talk about the forecast, what it may mean for the market come Sunday night into Monday, and I will have one out this Sunday, of course. So if you guys are interested in that stuff, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. We'll start off with the weather here this morning. We got rains falling over parts of uh, Oklahoma, say eastern to central to eastern Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, a little bit over Missouri, a little bit over Iowa, into western Illinois. You look at the next seven days here, uh, not a ton of precipitation anywhere, but there's some scattered stuff in some areas, you know, uh, this far eastern area of the Corn Belt, like eastern Indiana, Ohio, uh, maybe Wisconsin, a little bit of southern Minnesota will be wet. Some areas of eastern Iowa with a little bit of rain. But generally speaking, this is not a very wet forecast. Now, the big topic of conversation, of course, moving forward is this heat. Uh, There is heat that is going to come in to the Southern Plains. Uh, This stuff will hit Kansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Missouri uh, by Sunday. You're going to see temperatures in the 90s in those areas uh, into, say, Monday, Tuesday. Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Dakota, a lot of places uh, will see temperatures in the 90s by Tuesday next week. Indiana and Ohio, eastern areas, uh, will see those same temperatures by Wednesday next week. So your 6 to 10-day map here is um, hot and dry. 8 to 14 days hot and dry. Now, here's the big topic of conversation. You've got this uh, high-pressure ridge or the dome of doom, as uh, some traders might call it, uh, which looks to remain in place really like through Father's Day. And I think that one of the big questions going home this weekend in regard to weather is is this. How long does this uh, heat ridge a high pressure ridge. How long does that stick around? The uh, GFS run this morning suggests that this ridge could break up around the 23rd or 24th, but that's so far out into the future. I just don't know if if that's reliable or not. And the models, of course, are constantly changing. They may have changed again by the time you guys watch this. So for the moment, I mean, it, it looks to very much be in place, this ridge. Uh, could it break up uh, later in June 23rd or 24th is, is what I saw this morning. Um, but uh, again, uh, subject to change. And we'll know more about that come uh, Sunday into Monday. So that could be a big deal and perhaps a market mover Sunday or Monday uh, next week. 
USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASD report this morning. Uh, I don't know what to expect here. I don't think anybody's looking for any big surprises or big changes versus last month. Although anything is possible, you know, USDA typically continues to use the March corn and soybean acre numbers, acreage numbers um, in its new crop balance sheets. Uh, in this particular report, although that's not a guarantee. Uh, yields for both crops probably unchanged versus last month, but again, USDA shifted methodologies last month with that uh, corn yield decrease in May, so I suppose anything goes here. Uh, you're likely to see, uh, or at least perhaps, maybe some additional adjustments on the global balance sheets when it comes to Ukraine, uh, Russia, South America, uh, places like that. That report will be out at 11 a.m. Central this morning. U.S. drought continues to be alleviated. We saw our weekly <clears throat> drought update from the government yesterday. Um, I'm comparing current drought versus mid-March. Mid-March, we saw like a little bit of a short-term spike in drought. Uh, U.S. corn areas experiencing a drought 19% versus 36 in mid-March. Soybeans 10% versus 26 in mid-March. U.S. winter wheat areas experiencing a drought 49% versus 73 in mid-March. Spring wheat experiencing a drought down to 25% from 41 in mid-March. So <clears throat> again, a lot of this stuff in the uh, Western Corn Belt, you know, Iowa, uh, the Dakotas to some extent, even parts of Nebraska. Nebraska is still really dry, but even parts of those areas have seen some drought relief. Eastern Kansas, eastern Oklahoma have improved a little bit in regard to drought. Export sales were kind of a mixed bag last week. Or uh, Old crop corn sales, not very good. New crop corn sales, not very good. Soybean sales were good pretty much across the board. Uh, 430000 for old crop and five ninety five for new crop. New crop U.S. soybean export commitments are record high at 12.7 million metric tons. I think we were only like seven and a half last year. So um, U.S. exporters have a record amount of commitments uh, on the books for the new crop marketing year, which begins on September 1st. Wheat sales were actually pretty good at 400 51,000. U.S. interior cash corn and soybean basis bids rose sharply in some areas this week and yesterday in particular. Ethanol producers are pushing basis bids by, I'm not going to throw numbers out here, but I mean, I heard 10 cents, 20 cents. I heard some areas drastically more than that in an effort to secure corn needs. Um, I don't know if the farmer is just flush with cash and not in a hurry or perhaps just light on inventory, maybe a combination of both. In either case, um, a strong Cash market drove a rally in these old versus new crop spreads. This is your July D's corn spread on my screen here if you're watching. And it spiked yesterday. It's still way below where it was in, say, uh, February when we had the invasion and the spread blow up and all that stuff. But strong action there. So um, I know most of you guys probably do this every day anyways. But check on your local cash markets this morning uh, in regard to basis that's unset, whether it's uh, just unpriced cash bushels or HTAs, uh, any of those things. Definitely worth taking a look at. <clears throat> U.S.-China relations are at their lowest moment since 1972. U.S. Ambassador to China Nicholas Burns made some, I guess I'd call them troubling comments regarding ties between the U.S. and China in a video discussion yesterday. Burns said this, We have seemingly unremitting competition between us and them and noted profound divisions between the two countries on economics, technology, security, human rights, and many other items. Burns said that Americans believe China isn't playing by the rules in regard to economics and trade. Burns noted that uh, while commercial competition is fair, he said that the Chinese are seeking to militarize many of these technologies that presents a real challenge to us. Burns also criticized China for repressive policies in Hong Kong, where he said Beijing has snuffed out all remaining freedoms. Burns also reiterated uh, U.S. accusations that essentially amount to genocide in uh, 
one of the Chinese provinces. So um, this is not a good thing. Uh, does it mean that China stops buying corn and soybeans from the U.S.? Probably not. But uh, this is a, a topic, U.S.-China relations, that we've got to keep an eye on, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons when it comes to our export markets. Cattle market was mixed yesterday, mixed trade in live cattle, mixed trade in feeder cattle. Uh, cash was like 140 to 142 or 43 in the north and not much in the south yesterday. I think there was some 136 on Wednesday. U.S. dollar a little bit higher this morning. Stocks are off just a little bit. Bonds up uh, just marginally. Gold's down seven bucks. Crude oil is up 91 cents at 122.42 in the July WTI. Another fresh high in the national average gas price yesterday. I think we were 499 according to AAA data. Have a great weekend, guys. A report today at 11. I'll talk to you Monday.